Welcome to another episode of the Ascend Podcast with Curtis Vickery. Today in this episode, I want to talk about stuttering. Growing up, I stuttered, had a speech impediment. I don't really remember a time when I didn't stutter as a young kid. Um, I do remember in kindergarten starting uh, speech therapy classes. I'm very grateful for those speech pathologists that helped me throughout many years of going to speech therapy. And, you know, you remember some things about your experiences that are like, I remember the lady I worked with for a long time, she would say, slow, easy speech. Like, it was just a part of her curriculum and training me how to slow down and to breathe and to speak clearly. Um, I even remember at my elementary school that I went to that the the room that they gave to the speech pathologist to work with me was actually under the stairs. It was kind of like a closet room under the stairs. It was a little creepy. It had one light in there. Um, but that's where I went every week for, I don't remember how long the kind of sessions were that I had, but lots of different things were done to try to help me cope with and get through my stuttering issues. One of those methods that was used was was a metronome, you know, uh, in music kind of where it goes, you know, to try to keep a piano player or some type of a musician kind of on a beat. And it was used to actually help me take breaths and talk to a beat so that I could try to break up my thought process and the words coming out of my mouth. Um, And I've realized that I think actually part of my speech therapy and why, I mean, I know a lot of people love music, but I, I love music myself, a lot of different kinds of music, but music was almost like a coping uh, mechanism for myself. And um, it seemed to empower my speech because a lot of people who stutter, when they sing music or, you know, as they're trying to make music, they don't stutter because there's a rhythm and a beat and you can easily get on point with what you're trying to do. Um, And so I still love that. Maybe it's not connected to that at all, but I feel like it might be. But some of the other struggles that I had growing up with this speech challenge that I had uh, was that I was extremely self-conscious, especially at a young age with it. Um, I was a little chubby, you know. I, I had the glasses, you know, the glasses that when you smiled because your cheeks were so chubby, like they would actually lift up the frames of the glasses, you know. And then I stuttered, you know, I... I had a couple friends, but not very many, and I got made fun of quite a bit, but in all reality, I kind of knew that was going to happen, and I went through that whole elementary school time period just trying to get by, it seemed like, and then by the time I got to middle school, so like fifth, sixth grade, um, again, I had been doing speech therapy all through this whole time. Uh, it seemed like it was improving quite a bit. And sixth grade was the last year that I remember doing speech therapy classes. And I was much more confident at that point. But I also had 
kind of adopted an attitude of I don't care. And in ways that was really good and healthy for me because I needed I needed to stop worrying about and stop caring what other people thought about or if I stuttered, you know, or allowing somebody to make fun of something that I say or how it sounds to impact me. But at the same time, that swung a little bit too far the other way in the I don't care realm. And that might be another conversation I have a different day on a different podcast. But it was just so interesting to me as I look back in my life about how, you know, one of the things that I struggled with so much, my speech and communication, that it ended up being something that for me was so vital to me in what I really wanted to do as a a job and as a career. You know, I wanted to teach I wanted to lead, I wanted to coach, and that takes communication. And I am definitely not a perfect communicator. You can ask my wife about that. (laughs) But um, I just feel so blessed that I've been able to make the progress that I have had in life to this point. And do I still stutter? Yeah, every day I do. Um, Sometimes you might not be able to tell. I'll talk a little bit about that about how sometimes it might not be as recognizable. But for instance, you've probably noticed that in the podcast that I've recorded previously, especially in that last interview that I did with Wade, I stuttered quite a bit in there. If you didn't notice it before, you probably did during that interview. And some people may think, well, why didn't you edit that out? You know, and you know what? I don't want to edit it out. I know it takes time and effort to do that, and I totally could. But that's who I am. That's how I communicate. If I edited those things out, um, I feel like it wouldn't be as raw as really genuine with who I am. And even though there are times where I still get annoyed with myself and being like, gosh, why do I have to stutter? Like, that's so annoying. Or it sounds so weird when you hear it played back and you're like, I didn't realize how many times I stuttered throughout that whole conversation. That, you know, it's just, it's a good thing for me to just kind of let it be and to let it happen because that's who I am. So I wanted to take a few minutes now and actually answer some questions or some thoughts that came in. I posted a question box on Instagram and on Facebook about, you know, hey, if you ever wanted to know something or ask somebody about stuttering, what, what type of things would you want to know? So I want to answer some of those. So I appreciate those that reached out to give me, again, some questions and some content for this, but also to be able to just help clarify my experience with what stuttering is all about. So the first question I got was from a great friend, Grace Andrus. So shout out to Grace. Thank you. Her question was, does the idea lag or do the words lag? And I think... Again, this is a common thought about stuttering or speech impediments is, you know, do you not really know what you want to say, maybe, or the words don't know how to come out? And I would almost answer neither, meaning like I always know what I want to say. I don't think I've really ever struggled in that area. And you may say, well, you've, I've had a conversation with you, Curtis, and you've maybe hesitated or things like that. And I'm not saying that I don't always know what I want to say, but when it comes to stuttering, I always know when I what I want to say when I'm stuttering, 100%. Um, and to be honest, sometimes I even hesitate as a coping mechanism to try, try to make it seem like I'm not stuttering too. 
And that's just kind of a habit that I've grown and uh, developed myself. Maybe it's not the most healthy habit, but it's what I've done. And it's now just something I don't know if I'm going to ever get rid of. So uh, ideas, I don't feel like usually lag or the words. It's just being able to maybe explain them or say them in a certain way that I can get it out without stuttering. So question number two was from uh, my great sister-in-law, Maylie Allen. So thanks for participating, Maylie. She said, do you know specific words that you are more prone to stutter with or on? And yeah, it's kind of weird. And I can't say that it's always this way either. So it's not like anytime there, for instance, for me, the letter uh, B, so for instance, that little uh right before I said the letter B, that was actually a stutter leading into that, okay? And for some reason, saying the, my Bs are difficult. Sometimes I don't have a problem with it. Names with a B or a BR can be a real struggle for me. Uh, oftentimes if I have a word that starts with a B or a BR and I know a different word, I'll use a different word instead. Sometimes my P's, not a ton with my P's, um, maybe my F's a little bit, but mainly my B's are, for some reason, my real struggle. Um, like, for instance, I would, I've told Maley this too, but I'll tell you guys. Uh, I've, I really like the name for a girl, like, a baby girl as uh, as a Brooke. But as you can tell, I struggle saying the name Brooke. And the last thing that I want to do with my kid is, you know, if I need to get upset or have a serious conversation with my child, I don't want to have the first thing be when I'm trying to get serious with her. I can't even say her name, brr, 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 you know, going through that whole stuttering process and then pretty much losing, you know, my serious conversation with my child. So... It's a great name. If you have the name Brooke, awesome. I just probably won't ever use that as my own child's name. Okay. Um, number three, I had a former student, uh, Annie Long. I think her last name is Smith now. I'm really sorry if I got that wrong, Annie. But uh, she said that she doesn't remember me stuttering. And uh, even though that's super kind of her, that makes me you know feel good that she remembered hopefully other good things about me or my class or the teaching that went on. But uh, I stuttered probably every day in every class. And you just kind of learn kind of like I, what I alluded to in other or in my answer to a previous question, that you kind of come up with these coping mechanisms of how you hide it or what you do to try to make it seem like you're not stuttering. So for instance, like a deep breath, maybe like that hesitation to gather yourself to be able to say it correctly or facial expression, making it seem like you're thinking or hesitating about something. Um, oftentimes though, and I know this is going to sound crazy and I don't think I have an amazing vocabulary at all, but one of the things that I started to do as a young kid and I still to to today is when I know that I'm struggling saying maybe certain words or certain words that start with certain letters, I avoid those words and I try to find other words that mean the same thing. 
but don't start with the same letters. And I really feel like that's actually helped expand my vocabulary. I don't sit down and like read the dictionary and be like, if I stutter, I could use this word. But I've really tried to be willing to change words on the fly as I go. And sometimes that means that there's a pause and then I'm like, I'm not going to be able to say that. And I change it to this word, which generally has the same meaning. And I may even be able to say that word that I'm stuttering on later on in that same conversation. But for some reason, when I want to say it or need to say it at that time, I know it's not coming out. And so I change it or I explain it longer. You know, I maybe give a longer explanation of what I mean. And then my last question came in from uh, a student that I actually student taught back at Hillcrest High School. Shout out to Jordan Dankers. He's awesome. Um, He said, can you feel or sense it coming on or does it just happen? So with stuttering, it's not, I, I wouldn't say that I can, like I have this sense of, you know, I know it's gonna be a day that I stutter. But when I start to talk, I do have this kind of inner feeling where I can tell when I'm starting to have a conversation or starting to explain things either with my breathing or just maybe it's my inner self-conscious, I don't know, conscience, that I can usually feel internally when I'm going to struggle with some some words or some areas. And it just means that I either push through those words when I'm having that conversation or I try to uh, alter the words like I shared or I pause or do other things or I don't talk, but as anybody knows me, I kind of like to talk so I try to continue a conversation even if it means that I've got to adjust because I've realized that uh, just because maybe I don't speak or communicate as well as I would always like to uh, that doesn't mean that I shouldn't communicate with other people and I'm just grateful that what used to be something in my life that I honestly tried to hide from people. I didn't really want to talk as much, I guess. I I probably wanted to talk, but I just felt like I didn't want to talk because I didn't want people to make fun of me. I didn't want them to realize what was going on. And so I, I became, I feel like at a pretty young age, I liked to ask people about them. And if I asked people about them, they weren't asking me about me. And that was, again, a coping technique for myself to try to protect myself from having to embarrass myself in front of other people that I couldn't talk or they would say, just spit it out, or they would try to complete my sentence for me because they felt like they knew what I was wanting to say. And so they felt like it was like a nice thing for them to try to be like, so you mean this, right? And it's like, no. And just that struggle, you know, and I, I didn't like hate people for them trying to do that but it was really annoying and it was just a way for me to just avoid having those conversations but I do see my struggles that I still have today with stuttering as something that is good for me it's always been very humbling to me obviously frustrating at times too but um, I really feel like I value and I don't take for granted the opportunity that I have to communicate with people and I think that's why I enjoy it so much is because 
Um, I have felt like times in my life where I didn't want to or couldn't communicate or couldn't be heard. And now I feel like I don't struggle in that area and I want other people to feel like they can communicate openly and freely with me also. And so that may have just been a lot of random information that nobody wanted to know, but I really... Uh, I think it's important to try to understand those around you. And I appreciate those that have taken the time to listen to this podcast today and to hear me just, again, kind of open up and talk about my experience as someone that has a speech impediment, has stuttered, but also has made the progress and grinded through a lot of different things in life to get to the point where I'm at. And also knowing that I'm not done. There's still room for me to improve. And I hope that as I continue to grow older and have more experiences and interact with more of you, that my speech and my stuttering won't ever be things uh, that limit me in life. And I'm so grateful that they, that they don't. And I hope that you can consider for yourself, you know, what's my equivalent of like a stutter? What's my equivalent of a speech impediment? The things that... Maybe you hold me back internally that maybe I'm embarrassed of or whatever it may be. And then also asking yourself, what am I actively doing to try to work at that? And knowing that it may not improve right away, but that long-term small efforts over time can yield larger results and then can help you to be able to fulfill the dreams and aspirations that you had. And uh, I'm just, again, so grateful for those that contributed to that growth. And hopefully you'll be able to see more growth in me as we continue on and as you hear more podcasts too. So thank you for taking the time today and uh, hopefully you can keep climbing every day.